I, I've seen maybe maybe three doctors in Berlin. Uh, then I've, I've called a lot of numbers uh, of doctors, but none of them had, had time or had a free appointment. Even though I was explaining them like this is a really emergency case and I really need a new diagnosis and I need to talk about what ha what's happening with me. So after that, This is the It's Complicated podcast. I'm Reese Cox, and I would like to thank you. Thank you for being here with us on the very first episode of the show. It's Complicated, before being a podcast, is a web directory. A directory for making it simpler to find the right therapist, no matter what type of therapy you're looking for. It's Complicated offers a safe space to connect with the practitioner, online, anytime. So please, pay us a visit at complicated.life. Now, before I get into today's show, I'd like to speak a little bit about what I'll be covering on the It's Complicated podcast. I'll be discussing topics and issues of applied psychology, but of course, you might say there are many podcasts which already do this quite well. So what will be different? Well, I'll be approaching such topics in a journalistic fashion. So rather than focusing exclusively on historical figures, the most recent research, or psychological terms, practices, and phenomenon, I will examine issues as they presently exist in the field as a journalist. So rather than just sticking to academia or only speaking with therapists about their practice, I'll be doing a bit of all of it across multiple episodes in order to paint a dynamic picture of a particular issue, whatever the topic is. So for example, in the first series, I'll be covering mental health in the music industry. So here I'll be speaking with not only practitioners who work with people in the music industry, but also the musicians, the club goers, the people working in various parts of the field, and figures from the culture at large. Now, this subject is rather fitting as it's complicated is located in Berlin, Germany, which has one of the largest music economies and cultures of any city in the world. This also brings us closer to the subjects I'd like to cover for today. So today, I'd like to share pieces of a few conversations I recently had with mental health practitioners about trends they see amongst expats who seek out their practice. Berlin is a rather unique city due to its relatively lax atmosphere, international draw, and its low cost of living. But these things which make it such a wonderful place to live for some also make it a rather easy place to get lost. The three practitioners I'll speak with all come from different backgrounds, being both in terms of their nationality as well as their education. I've brought all three of them the same question, that being... Amongst those you work with who come from an international background, do you observe consistent trends in the struggles and motivations for seeking therapy? Let's start off with Danish psychologist Johanna Svensson. This is her response. I think I think it's mainly pertaining to the fact that 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 a lot of people are paralyzed by the amount of choice that Berlin offers and that like not as much as just six years ago when I moved here, but but still more compared to like Scandinavia and the States and like other European countries, you do have like a relatively like low cost of living and then maybe people they come with a small savings and it's quite easy to like fall into this Berlin hole uh where like you find some kind of gig economy based job and then like you have a honeymoon phase with the city where you 
party a lot and i don't know if it's a trend but yeah i feel it's this like trans trend of transition or transitional trend where uh, then you kind of like get stuck in that limbo because you're, you're just like left to your own devices and it can become like a super lonely city in that way that yeah you have the club and the raves but but that can also end up feeling quite lonely um if you don't like see those people that that you're clubbing with uh like otherwise so yeah i would like some sometimes i've called it like the, the city almost like a kind of bipolar city in that in that it does make you extremely like it 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 can make you quite like mood disordered when like well like anyone anyone can be that if they're left to their own devices and don't have like a structure that yeah like an another another type of city with less flexibility less diversity less choice might give you they might like give you more structure and then just like less peak experiences and and less lonely moments as Johanna points out here, there are many aspects of life in the city which do not necessarily lend themselves to a sense of community or a sense of belonging, but rather a prolonged sense of transience. Let's dig a bit into that transience with Swedish Jungian analyst Jacob Lezinski, who I brought the same question to. Here is his response. Many people would probably say that, yes, of course, there is something about transitioning. There is something about living a life in transition. Many people coming today to me are maybe between 20 to 45, maybe with an average around 30. And, and many of these people are in transition in their lives. So, so I think that, uh, yeah that question of you know how do you transition and what is a transition and uh, you know how do you deal with all these uncertainties that many of us uh, many of the younger people today live with and how do you create some sense of stability or some sense of self in in a world that's so changing and so moving and so fluid i think that's somehow a, you know a general malaise or general problem that many people carry into the practice and, and, and the question of, you know, who, who am I in all of this? Because uh, there's also so much pressure on us and there's so much technology and there's so much imagery and there's so much uh, yeah, pressure on us to, uh, to find our individuality or find our, our place in this. So I, I, I think uh, it's somehow in that area, if, if one should speak about the general sort of symptomatic that people bring in, but then everyone has such different and unique life stories. So having said all of this about transition, it can be people who come to me have maybe uh, went through loss. And there are, you know, uh, people uh, suffering from trauma from childhood. There are um, sometimes questions about the, the relationship. So there's, there's a lot of, and then there's also more severe pathology with people having you know, more severe pathology that might be running in the family. 
so it's it's very in a way extremely diverse actually what what you meet in a sense but there are also some general sort of components around the question of how to transition or how to live in in in, in a life in the city without the a clear maybe sense of structure and, and maybe sometimes also a lack or a or, or need for community. I think that's also a very important aspect. The, the sort of as much as people are socializing and communicating, it seems that many people still feel very lonely and and it's very difficult to be alone with that feeling. And I think also there are also people running away from things, no? Of course, traveling away and coming to Berlin doesn't have to mean running away, but mm -hmm. it is sometimes in a therapeutic process that one also finds that some of those things that one had said no to, or, you know, yeah, that one had said no to, moved away from actually was maybe a little bit more important than one thought, or, and then comes the question, right. as you say, about how to integrate that, or, you know, can one integrate the, mm -hmm. the sense of a family or origin or belonging? in a city in a context which is so uh, different from where one, from where one is originally so, yeah. Jacob raises the question here how do we create a sense of stability in a world that is so fluid and so moving well, with the next interview we won't necessarily answer that question but we will get very feet on the ground representation of what that problem entails here is Australian counselor trained in clinical psychology, Laura Brophy. I, I think that when people come to Berlin, um, like a lot of those like things that bring people here, which I mentioned before, this kind of um, uh, much more freedom and, you know, maybe people feel they can come here to experiment and have this kind of more... Um, uh, a better work-life balance, I guess. But I guess what I also see is that potentially um, what what goes hand in hand with some of those freedoms is quite a lot of fear uh, and anxiety. Like it can be incredibly, um, yeah, challenging maybe not to have such a regimented structure. Um, you know, and also I think there's Obviously, Berlin is home to like an incredible party scene, uh, which I think, um, which I also, you know, um, yeah, definitely is something uh, that I like to get involved with. But this also, I think, can have a, a darker side. You know, I think um, people come here, it's, this is probably like a tagline from a movie, but, you know, come here to find themselves, but can probably lose themselves uh, in this mm -hmm. process. Or maybe that's part of finding yourself. <laughs> That's maybe, the full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but maybe partially contingent on whether they come to therapy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, as long as you uh, come to therapy in the meantime, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I definitely feel that these kind of themes. Um, also just, yeah, feeling displaced, like feeling like you're in a, you know, to set up in a new city and um, to not speak the language uh, can be incredibly alienating. Um, yeah, and obviously I've had that firsthand experience as well, like just what it takes to kind of set up here and, uh, you know, also I think, um, you know, to generalise in a huge way but you know the the german mentality can be really different it's certainly very different from you know where i am from in australia uh so i think also it's kind of just um yeah being part of a, a culture that can be um, quite different that can be really challenging and i think yeah a lot of people come looking for therapy to kind of feel a bit more of a 
yeah, like some sort of secure base, you know, within this sort of um, this world that might feel quite, yeah, uh, alienating and isolating. About, you know, what what hinders people from kind of coming in the first place, whether that's being able to just schedule an appointment or maybe some personal hang-up that they have? Yeah, I, I think there are lots of barriers um, to uh getting you know to finally getting in in a room with with a therapist to see someone i've experienced these as a client like as a patient and also as a you know obviously the stories i hear from the clients that i see um like i think first of all here in especially in this work in berlin where most people who come to see an english speaking therapist are paying privately like i think that the cost um is hugely prohibitive like uh people pay um well for me it's like 80 euros uh, a session um and you know this is a lot of money so for a lot of people like this is just not possible um and you know there are some subsidized rates that get offered here and there but you know by and large it's a really expensive undertaking <laughs> to be paying that every single week or every second week um also i think you know i get so many people contacting me and i think there aren't there's a, a huge uh, demand and probably not enough therapists like I, I i think yeah i think this is also a huge problem and within that it's finding someone who's the right fit like i uh, yeah and i've also experienced this personally going to different therapists and it it can take time to find someone who has an approach that suits you who has a a personality that you're going to click with and yeah I guess like I was saying before like for me that therapeutic relationship is basically the foundation of everything so if you don't find someone who you connect with um yeah that's going to be a, a huge barrier um yeah and I think for a lot of people yeah they've tried and they've you know, forked out a lot of money and they've had a lot of disappointing sessions and I think you can be really disheartened. Um, yeah, actually, I think for people who, under the German system, I think if you're lucky enough, you have public health insurance and it's still quite a wait, but I know that they include in their cover um, for you to see like five different therapists or something like this to trial, like that's included in the like in what's offered, which I think is just so incredible. Oh, there's nothing like that in Australia. Like, yeah, like it's ama It's actually amazing. Um, yeah, kind of that kind of really. Yeah, they're they're really acknowledging the fact that this this is really hard, and you know, and then so then it's like all of those more pragmatic, I guess, barriers, and then you get to the barrier of just like having to go in and sit down in front of a total stranger and you know, have to tell them, you know, your deepest, darkest fears and insecurities and, yeah, and which of course is, you know, terrifying. It is not uncommon that once one decides to seek out therapy, it can be a long and often very difficult process until you find yourself sitting in front of a therapist. In this next interview, I'd like to shift gears a little bit to speak with someone who is on the other side of the situation. Not the therapist, 
but somebody who is seeking a therapist. I'd now like to introduce you to artist and performer Jan Durina. Jan last year had sudden success with a music project under the title For You, Katrina. The project started as a means for Jan to interact with the artist community that he was a part of. Without having anticipated it, the project gained rapid success and he found himself touring across Europe and being involved in bigger and bigger projects, getting invitations, and finding a lot of attention come his way. As Jan described, the unforeseen pressures and precarity and stress of the situation created a massively untenable psychological situation. Jan was kind enough to come on the show and tell us his story. This is Jan Dorina. I, I somehow felt like, wow, this is probably my time to do something. Because I had maybe two years before where I, where I felt like I don't really know where, is, where, where am I going with my work. And I kind of felt like I deserve more success or visibility with what I'm doing. So it somehow started to come with this project. But uh, it, at some point it started to be really suffocating and unbearable because, because I've been playing in a really bad conditions and I didn't realize those conditions were bad. I was playing for really low fee. Uh, I was playing for really low fees and uh, really the conditions were just inconvenient. And um, I just had to sacrifice all my time to this. And uh, it wasn't worth it, I think. I was spending too much money, too much time. Uh, so many of my friends were involved working on this project and I was I really wanted to pay all my all my friends for working for me uh, so at the end I just end up basically with deaths mm-hmm. and that led to me being more and more depressed but also before every every show I had panic attacks uh, you know I was I was traveling alone all by myself or with one assistant was not really my assistant but somebody who was assisting me to to make this show as spectacular as I wanted and at the end I just had to deal with everything and I, I, I didn't have capacity for this and also coming on stage doing a really entertaining performance for 50 minutes while you're actually being an introvert person <laughs> inside is just not it's not good it's not good and also, I think what was the biggest problem was the surrounding where I, where I was playing these performances. Because I think for Katrina was meant to be a theater performance project. And I should have kept it that way. But I entered the club scene and somehow naturally started to have the bookings to the clubs. And playing late at night and uh, yeah, be surrounded with drugs and really, I don't know, unhealthy environment. A lot of broken people, and I started to be broken myself. Already during the time when I was touring, I went to a psychiatric emergency hospital at least two or three times uh, while I was having extremely, extremely strong panic attacks and anxiety attacks and I just couldn't handle it, I didn't know what to do and uh, anyways that wasn't really working Um, and 
I had my doctor back in Slovakia, the country I come from, uh, who I was seeing for 10 years, but you know, I live in Berlin, so I, 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 I've actually seen this doctor maybe once or twice a year, which definitely wasn't working for me. Also, also we kind of lost, lost contact, so she didn't really know who I am anymore. And I didn't feel like I can tell this doctor everything, what's happening in my life. And so then when I decided I, I want to find a new doctor, then it was a bit complicated because um, I, it actually started again with an emergency case when I, when I had this ex extreme suicidal thoughts. I remember I just had to like close all the windows in my apartment because I, I just felt like I would jump out of the window, you know, if it was open. So I was like, that was, I remember that day I just told myself like, okay, this is enough. This is really scary. And I, I, I don't want to die. I want to live. I don't have to die. I, I, I don't have to live like this. This is not what has to define my life. Like I can do better because I want to live. I want to, I want to fight this shit and I'm just gonna, you know, work on it. And then I started to really, really, you know, strongly follow all the advices from my friends and I just started to really work on finding the right doctor. So I, I've seen maybe maybe three doctors in Berlin. Uh, then I've, I've called a lot of numbers uh, of doctors, but none of them had, had time or had a free appointment. Even though I was explaining them like this is a really emergency case and I really need a new diagnosis and I need to talk about what ha what's happening with me. So after that I just ended up in emergency where they finally gave me an appointment uh, for a doctor in like three weeks. And I was very lucky to find this doctor because since, since I found him I'm really, I feel like somebody's really taking care of my mental health or like helping me to take care of it. And it's someone who's really listening. And yeah, I see the do doctor every two weeks now. I have a lot of friends in music. I have a lot of friends in, in, in the art scene and many, many of them struggle with mental health and many of them struggle with depression, with anxiety. But I think it's not just, it's not just in the art, art community. It's generally many young people nowadays uh, struggle with with mental health because you know we see where the what is happening to our world to our planet and and uh, that's just maybe one thing that can cause this but also living in a in a big big city with a lot of people and being being introvert person is really is really hard. listening to excerpts of a conversation from Jan Darina, who was kind enough to come on the show to describe his experience of grappling with mental health while juggling a music career. The sounds you are hearing now are from Jan's former project, For You, Katrina. Jan decided it was most appropriate to end this project after his recovery. While this music is still online via Spotify, I encourage all of you to see what he's doing now with his new project, Ephemeral Harms. Our intro music today was Ultraviolet by Casper Murat. 
I want to thank all of you again for listening to the first episode of the It's Complicated podcast. Please keep an eye out for us on the It's Complicated blog, as well as wherever you find podcasts for the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'm Reese Cox, and this is the It's Complicated podcast. It's Complicated is a web directory making it simpler to find the right therapist. No matter what type of therapy you're looking for, It's Complicated offers a safe space to connect with a practitioner. Pay us a visit online at complicated.life.